0: Welcome back to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Ruruka here. How you doing, man?
1: I'm a little banged up after last night, um, <laughs> both mentally and physically. Um, but you know, shit, man. I wanted that one. I wanted that one big time. Yeah,
0: it was a tough one, man. Uh, and, and we're going to get into all of it here in a second. You know, it's there's a lot to kind of. Unravel from a game like last night, um, but you know, I think you know silver lining. You know, it's it's week two and Chargers. I mean, I I, I think it's pretty simple to say like they outplayed the Chiefs pretty much on every level um, last night. So there there are some silver linings, and, and Herbert hopefully is is going to be okay moving forward. So you know I'd rather lose the game than lose Herbert for the season. So. Sometimes you gotta lose the battle to win the war, but um you know it's yeah, definitely doesn't sting any less. Hold on, I'm gonna grab my uh my charger, but keep it rolling here, my,
1: my laptop's yeah. gonna die. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Um as you guys were well aware, we were plugging it for weeks, but we were at the game at Arrowhead last night. Um one of the two of us got a little bit too drunk. That would be me, your boy. Um don't remember some of the game. Which, looking back on it, kind of happy. I didn't remember it. Um, definitely wasn't an ugly loss. Again, we're gonna get more into it. it. Wasn't an ugly loss. Just kind of a game where it was kind of a game that you would just kind of expect out of Chargers Chiefs. You know, we got out, we got out to a big lead early, which is something that we kind of that we projected. Uh, our buddies over yeah. on the uh, Chiefs on the Chiefs podcast we were with kind of thought the same thing too that we'd get out to a pretty good lead and then you know just. Things just kind of happened. Um, there were some missed opportunities, some flags, some just – it was it was a pretty Charger game of football, honestly. That's how I would define it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's honestly – I mean, I know there's a lot of talk going into this year. I mean, Brandon Staley even said it at one point in the offseason. You know, this is – you know, don't compare this team to, to Charger teams of the past. It's a new culture, new era, new squad. Um, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to do that, but there were – parts of the game last night that felt eer eerily similar to some of those old ways and um you know like you said I we called it on on the pod, you know, I think I said they were gonna get to like a ten point, two touchdown ish lead, um which they did, you know, they were up ten nothing. And um yeah, you know, the Chiefs gotta give them some credit. You know, they clawed back into it. Um and we just couldn't put the final nail in the coffin. I mean, they they scored that touchdown, you know, instead of that pick six, and it, the game's still not over by any means, you know. And, and you can never count out Patrick Mahomes in his own place, you know. I, I still could have been a game, and they probably could have found a way to make it close. But you, you just think about momentum, and you know what a momentum killer that that play was. So just tough, man, tough all around.
1: Yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks losing
0: in that kind of fashion.
1: But I I haven't felt like this good about a loss in a long time. Like, I think that there's a lot of good to take out of what happened last night. So, you know, heads up, Bolt fam, one and one. It's only week two, so but let's let's just yep. kind of let's kind of break it down and let's let's talk about it a little bit cuz I know there's a lot of things that happened. You might even be able to enlighten me as I don't remember some of the games. So you might be able to you know, <laughs> tell me some things that happened that I haven't even picked well, up on. but yes. I,
0: I got to ask you before we get into it. Um, I probably already know the answer but what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> All right, if you were honestly I left all my beer in my mom's car, so I don't even have alcohol (laughs) right now, so I, I am, I'm not feeling too rough today, I'm honestly not at all, honestly, um, just, but yeah, I'm drinking water, um, I couldn't find one in my fridge, I could have went out of my way and went and bought some, but,
0: yeah,
1: it's not that, it's not that serious, so I'm, I'm just
0: drinking H2O today, that's, that's probably wise, you know, um, gotta rest up huskers play the sooners tomorrow so 11 a.m
1: so i gotta get up early so
0: (laughs) yeah i i'm doing a little bit of both today i got i got my water uh because i've just been dehydrated like all fucking day but i also have the last of this farmer tan american pilsner that uh i'm gonna crack open here in a sec but yeah man i uh well we should talk about the tailgate, man. That that was so much fun um, for for all the Bolt fam that was there. And if you guys happen to be listening to this, uh, so so good to meet a lot of you guys and and just hang out, talk Chargers. Whenever you go to an away game and you find your own crowd of of fans, um, it, it's just the camaraderie is like through the roof. Like uh, it's so much fun. Uh, the DJ setup was awesome. So thanks to to Bolt Pride for for putting on the meet and greet for putting on the, the Chargers tailgate. It's always a fun time uh, when I go to, you know, bolt pride tailgates. So yeah, lots of fun. And, um, you know, that, that was really where things kind of started to get shitty for you. <laughs> we yeah. were, we were gunning beers towards the the end of that.
1: Yeah, man. L- lack of food, not a lack of drinks just led to a pretty blurry night for me, but hey, it was my first game. It was the first game I've been to since being 21. Uh, so, you know, I, probably i'm gonna dial it down next time um well (laughs) sure actually but yeah things things got shitty quickly but hey man let's let's talk let's talk about the game a little bit
0: yeah let's do it man let's jump into it so instant reactions um and some some danter here uh while i crack this brewski Ooh, crisp that was a good one uh well i mean so for me, the the instant reaction was, damn it! Like we let we let another one get away against the Chiefs, and you know, give like you got to give them some credit, but I mean, I think it's this the Chargers. This was more of the Chargers losing the game than the Chiefs winning the game. Yeah, and that that for me is kind of the the sour taste in my mouth because that's, I mean, you you could argue that that Mahomes could be five and or yeah. Herbert could be five and zero or four and zero over Mahomes in his career. I mean, the, all the, all of these games have come down to the last minute, and I, I even said it on on one of the pods before the game. I think it was the pregame pod. I can't remember if it was the pregame pod or with our our podcast with Airhead Chiefs podcast. But I said there's going to be a critical critical play in the game that's going to just completely like you know, either seal it for one team or let the other team get back into it and, and make a run at the end. And I was hoping that it was going to be in the chargers favor, but unfortunately this time, um, it didn't fall that way. You know, the, I'm talking about the, the 99 yard pick six by a seventh round rookie draft pick. And, um, was it Jalen Watson? I think is his name. Yeah, I believe so. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, we, we can break that one down for for a minute because I'm sure as a lot of fans have seen on Twitter, on social media, uh, on every sports talk show today, you know, Gerald Everett was gassed going into that that play. You know, I think he caught two passes. I think he caught the two prior passes on that drive, like one for like seven yards, another one for like 25, 26. And Chargers were in tempo offense you know they they were trying to and I this is where things I mean I I think as a fan you can dissect it a thousand different ways you know why is why didn't they run the ball there why are they trying to go tempo what's Lombardi doing all good questions right all you know fair questions to ask but I think the way I look at it was you know Lombardi's just trying to do anything he can to throw the defense off you know make them uncomfortable and it, it really sucks that uh, this is, as uh, from a coaching standpoint, I think this is what separates elite coaches from just good to average coaches is you have to recognize, you know, what shape your personnel is in when you line up for a, a first and goal. Like, for them not to see that um, or take a timeout, like, I mean, hey, it's not the worst thing in the world to just burn one. You know, it's y- – Two minute warning. You got some other things that you know you could could use, but yeah. So that to me was just like, man, them not being able to see that he he was clearly gassed and needed a break. And then, I mean, that you you saw the play and you saw the the, the effort that was there. Not not a knock on Gerald Everett at all. I mean, that dude was just straight up gassed, you know. So uh, yeah, I just I just wish it wish it would have turned out differently.
1: Yeah, man, it was pretty much a game that was summarized by, you know, interceptions, uh, Santa Samuel dropped two picks for us. Uh, that one that got reversed yeah. was bullshit though. That was, that was dumb. Um, then he dropped, he dropped another yeah. one in the end zone that could have easily been a 99 yard pick six for us. Um, and then, you know, you look at, you, yeah, look at a few, you know, there's a few penalties that took back some other picks. Um, whether I agree or disagree with those calls with those flags is, we'll just I won't get into that necessarily. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was pretty much just a game, just of missed opportunities for us. Um, Everett was gassed, just ran a lazy route. Herbert thought he was gonna cut one way, he kind of just like rounded it and cut a different way, and yeah, it ended up it ended up putting the putting the uh, nail in the coffin. Uh, for us but
0: yeah dude and you could just feel I mean obviously I mean you can tell you know it's a big play on tv but like just being in the stadium when a play like that happens it's just like oh fuck now like it's a completely different ball game and that was to take the lead which is just like even more of a backbreaker because it's like interception oh not good pick six, ooh, not good pick six to take the lead by seven like Fuck me! <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. Just not, not great at all. But um, what's funny about the the Asante interception that they reviewed and overturned? The Chiefs fans all around me were convinced that it was a pick. Like, I know there's going to, I know there's going to be Chiefs fans on Twitter that are going to be like, oh, whatever. No, he clearly, you know, like, what? I cool. Defend your team. Like, I get it. But in the stadium in the stadium, like I turned around and talked to some of the Chiefs fans. that I was kind of bantering with throughout the game. And once, once the chargers got off the field and they they were taking a second and you finally started to realize that it was a review, I turned around and, and I asked him, I was like, what do you guys think? Like, guess was that a pick. Like I, you know, I, I didn't see, I mean, I was up in the 300 section. So sometimes, you know, you just don't see everything like you normally would on the broadcast, but, yeah, all the Chiefs fans around me were like, yeah, yeah, that's a pick. Like, they, they were, like, at that point in the game, I think that was, at like, the height, at the highest, well, either right there or right before we threw the, the pick six, Chiefs fans were going through it. Like, they were nervous. They, and they, they'll never probably admit that, but some of them might. But you could just tell, man, like, the energy, they were still getting up to cheer every snap. And, and be loud but you can just tell man like they kind of were like fuck like here, the chargers you know they're here like they beat us last year in arrowhead they're probably going to get us again and then those two two play you know two moments in the game you know the, the interception getting overturned gave them just a little bit more life and then obviously the pick six just i mean kansas city exploded so i i feel like you know they kind of knew, like, hey man, this team, this team's for real. Like, you know, they they at least gave us some some props there. So, yeah, it just sucks, man. It just sucks. <laughs> like, it sucks. It and you gotta watch. Sucks. Yeah, and I was just mentioning too, like before we started recording, like, then you gotta sit through all the the talk shows, the, the national media coverage of, you know, all the. It's just like. It's, it's hard for me to watch those a day after a loss because it's, it's just like pouring salt <laughs> into your wounds. You're like, oh, man, like, uh, you know, wasn't already thinking about it, and now I got to watch every sports analyst uh, under the sun talk about it. So just tough, man. Tough breaks for the Chargers. You got to think at some point, you know, those are going to start to fall more in our direction, and, and they will throughout, throughout the season. You know, like you said, it's a week two. Um, lots, lots, lots of football left to be played. And you know, I think that the biggest silver lining is that hey, Justin Herbert is going to be okay. You know, he might have to play through some pain, but the good news is, I'd take Justin Herbert playing through some pain over teams like Jacksonville, Houston, um, versus you know trying to go into you know Buffalo or Baltimore um, and, and needing his best to to get wins. So yeah, Charger schedule. Uh, versus the Chiefs' schedule over the next, you know, half of the season. It favors the Chargers. Big time. Chiefs have a tough schedule coming up. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but this kind of reminds me of how last season went, but I think we're on the opposite side. Like, we took the early game last year. We were hyped. You know, we rightfully so, right? You go into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes. And look how that ended up. You know, I'm not saying it's the same team but or that's how it's going to end up this year, but I'm okay with losing this one because we still get to go back to SoFi and play them in late November, and I think we get that one. Like, I think, you know, I think these two teams are probably going to split a lot of series over over the course of this rivalry and the Mahomes-Herber era. Like, it's probably only going to be a couple of times where, you know either one of them sweeps the se- the season series. Like It's just going to be competitive, and they're always going to be good games. They're always going to be down to the wire.
1: Yeah, man. We, we all played Kansas City in all three phases of the game last night. Let's be honest here. We moved the ball much more effectively than Patrick Mahomes did. We Defensively, we were able to shut them down when we needed to. It literally just came down to one or two mistakes, and that was just kind of all she wrote. I was not overly yeah. impressed with Kansas City last night. You know, we saw week one. Week one kind of got me a little bit nervous, you know, just with what they did. But I think a lot of that has to do with just how bad the Cardinals are this year. Um, so I, I was not overly impressed with Kansas City. And I, I agree with you. I think that's one thing that kind of gave me comfort is we've split with them the last two years now. Um, and I we both predicted in our predictions to split with them as well. So um, yep. I, think, I think we're going to get them later in the year. But, dude, Justin Herbert, man. I mean, I, I run out of words to describe that dude. Like, he is – wow. To be able to take a shot to the ribs like that, I mean, he was in a lot of pain. Um, and then yeah. then the very next play just throws an absolute dart to DeAndre Carter over the middle. He's a dog. Yeah. Man. He's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert – you know, gained a lot of respect. I think, you know, nationwide last night, you know, that's a as big as a primetime games it gets, you know, everyone's watching and people on social media, you know, we're, were just kind of showing their love from like, man, this kid is different. Like take that kind of hit. And now we know the severity of the injury and then throw that, throw that dart uh, down the field. I mean, that, that, yeah, it, he's different, man. He's different. And it, it just makes it. I mean, it's it's awesome that we have them, but those mistakes, you know, make it that much worse. Cause it's like, fuck, like there's, we shouldn't be losing to the Chiefs. I mean, at, at this point, we really, like you said, we outplayed them in all three phases of the game, and it ultimately comes down to just one big mistake, you know, and that that's what sucks.
1: Yeah, I know, man. It's shit, man. I don't even. Why do we even have to record this podcast, man? I don't even want to think about the game, here, man. Like, I'm just getting depressed. The- hey, man, it's
0: it, this is the, consider this your venting session, right? Um, yeah. This is like our Chargers therapy. I know. Uh, you I know, like get, get it all out. I'm coping. And, uh, <laughs> Still, man. Well, here's a stat I didn't want to talk about because I think this is a big, a big uh, turning point in the game as well. Uh, Corey Lindsley. Did not come back out for the second half. He, we later, well, I later found out that it was uh, more of a tendonitis issue, which is something that he's supposedly been dealing with for a little bit. They didn't really specify how long he's been dealing with it, but um, he's already day to day, which is great news. You know, it's not anything severe. Um, but once Corey Lindsley was off the field, so in the first half, Corey Lindsley on the field. Justin Herbert, air yards per attempt, and this is from True Media, was 8.18 yards. Okay? Now, I'm going to come back to that in a second, but 8.18 with Corey Lindsley on the field. Herbert, without Linsley on the field, averaged about 3.1 yards per pass attempt. So, that is very alarming um you know I know it's it's your starter and he's an all-pro guy um but that depth to me that you know that's something that I think we talked a lot about this off season was the offensive line depth but it, it just kind of highlights how important Corey is to the offense you know he for those that do know you know he's the one that that calls all the protections which as a quarterback that is just it's so helpful, especially for a younger guy like Herbert. Like, dude, don't worry about the protections. Like, that's my job. Let me take care. I'll get us in the best position. You just go out and, you know, like cook. Like, go out, be Justin Herbert, and we'll be all right. So that was a big loss. You know, I think that probably means Justin or maybe the back. I don't think Will Clapp would have been calling protections, but I I honestly don't know. I'm assuming it was Justin. From then on. So, even more on his plate, um, which is, you know, it is what it is, but I just thought that was, you know, kind of a night and day difference. But going back to the 8.18 with Lindsley on the field, this is what I want to talk about. This is going to be my biggest venting session of the, of the podcast because I just. I have to say something. I have to say something about it. I can't just not say anything. But what the fuck are we doing on offense, bro? What are we doing? Eight point one eight yards, even with Corey Lindsley on the field, what? is not. Been
1: Herbert Cook, man. Why are we holding him back? I loved. I love what you said on Twitter. You mentioned something about Lombardi needs to realize that this isn't some forty-two-year-old quarterback anymore. This is like the phenom this is like the face could be the face of the nfl coming up let him fucking throw the ball downfield good god
0: yeah and i I was watching colin cowherd today and he he, i can't i don't remember what he said word for word but it was the same thing it was like you have i mean look at all these other top quarterbacks and the offenses that they that they are are in i mean mahomes josh allen uh you know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know San Francisco doesn't really have a, a quarterback like those other guys, but, you know, that offense, at least, like that, it, you know, you have a great offensive mind um, over there in uh, Kyle Shanahan that j- I, it just makes the offense exciting. It, it, it's less predictable. Like watching that game last night, we were so predictable. We were so predictable. Like, it's uh, all these three yard, four yard, five yard completions, um, you know, one yard, two yard runs. Like I know, I mean, missing Keenan Allen last night was huge because it just seemed like every other play was third down and that sucked. But at some point, and I, I it's, it's just the eye test, you know, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a football fan, but I don't, I'm not a coach. I'm not an offensive coordinator. So I, I can't tell you, um, you know, all the ins and outs of it. But I, I just, from the eye test, watching, whether on TV or in the stadium, like, this offense is very underwhelming.
1: Yeah, and it, it's, it's, a, it's an offense that's filled with playmakers that we're just not utilizing. You know, whatever happened to, I don't know, I guess I don't want to go that route, but I think, dude, we were missing Keenan big time last night. That definitely did not help. You know, those – Dude, he's third in Keenan for a reason. Like, he's just a short yard yeah. mastermind. We, we 100% aren't throwing that 99 yard pick six if we have Keenan Allen on the field. But, dude, like, just, I don't know, man. We're not, just throw the ball downfield, please, dear God. Like, it's these little rub route concepts and, you know, mesh and all this is cute and fun and all. And it's, it gets the job done sometimes, but it's not. I'm just saying, like, the sky's the limit for this offense. And as of right now, we're being held back by these just conservative ass play calling. And I just don't get it, man.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's even more frustrating when Herbert makes those kind of throws like he did, um, you know, over the middle. Uh, I think it was to Deandre Carter.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, late in the game to, to keep, you know, after he had already gone down with, with the rib shot and, um, yeah, here it is, right here. I have it pulled up. It so he's over the middle. Who who is completion to? Yeah, DeAndre Carter. It was Carter. Um, yeah. When he's making throws like that, like why aren't you going downfield like every other play? Like that ball is just insane. And I know I love his balls. <laughs> he has <laughs> like great the balls. The hard too. knock episode there, uh, but like. Yeah, that, that to me is the frustrating part. Like, you got a guy making fucking throws like that, and you're instead having him throw six-yard fucking hitch routes? I'm like, nah, bro. that That's not it. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, no, I 100% agree.
1: Like, he's just got this arm talent where there's not a safe spot on the field. Like, defenders have to be wary of, you know, literally every section of the field because he can just fit it into windows that are just absolutely insane. So just let him do it then. Just let Herbert honestly let Herbert call the plays going forward. Fuck it, why not? Like he, he Kyler Murray it? Yeah, he one hundred percent could, except Herbert's not addicted to CODs. So but other than that, yeah, we could Kyler we could Kyler Murray it. But dude, like and I mean then you got you got dudes like I mean, we haven't even got to our performance of the game, but spoiler alert, like you got dudes like Mike Williams, probably the best jump ball receiver in the league, who always just absolutely dismantles the Chiefs and last night was no different for him. Like
0: dude Chief Killer.
1: Dude if honestly, give me give me a whole set of downs where we just throw fifty fifty balls to Mike Williams and I bet that good will come out of it. Nobody's guarding that dude, especially not on the Chief Secondary.
0: Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Dude, just let him his touchdown catch was insane last night. Dude, I know even
1: I mean I like K D and LeBron were tweeting at him. So that was kinda yep. that was kinda sick to see. But dude, just let Herbert Cook. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, man, and like I said, I, I could probably talk about this for another 20 minutes. I, I I tweeted right after the game. I was like, we'll have some strong words for Lombardi, and I've kind of since simmered down a little bit, but, I mean, it, the feelings are still there. You know, it's like we got to be more aggressive um, throughout the game. You know, last last week it was it was good in the first half, and then there was a huge drop-off in the second half that kind of let the Raiders crawl back into the game, and you know, I just think it's funny that it's like anytime we're, we're facing up a drive where it's like, Hey, you score here or the game's over all these insane high pressure drives. And and every play is huge. Like we always come through like the Raider game last year, you know, the end of this game, the end of the chiefs game last, like all these insane fourth quarter throws, like Herbert is like the fourth quarter King, like (laughs) you're never out of it. And it's like, then you have a drive like the last drive that we scored went down and scored on before we set up the onside kick. Like that could have been like half of your drives in the second half. Like wh- when you're aggressive because you have to be, you have no other option to, to throw it past the sticks and, and you know, like go down and score right now when you need it most. Like it just kind of shows me that like we're really taking our foot off the gas in some of these other drives because I mean, what are we doing? Like, you know, doing, I mean, not, not trying to shit on our running backs, but like all these two yard, three yard like gains, like it's great until you, Yeah, it's predictable though. It's predictable. And then it's like, you're facing a third and medium third and long. And it's just like, you're putting yourself in that position versus staying aggressive and keeping the defense on their heels.
1: Yeah, dude, I just, I don't get it. You just see when it's when it's crunch time for Justin Herbert, that's just when he's at his best. Like to find a to find a talent like him where he just succeeds in moments where like he needs to succeed. Like he just doesn't he doesn't miss, dude. Like he when we whenever we need a touchdown drive, like we need to score badly, like he does not shy away. The only time the only reason why he's probably not like literally undefeated in his NFL career is because he's been matched with um either horrible play calling or a bad defense like he's so dude like exactly like you mentioned the Raiders game last year you saw what happened fourth and 26 completion touchdown uh fourth or four seconds left in the game touchdown Mike Williams you know he got him down the field and in field goal range again last year like he's got that dog in him there's no there's really no other way to say it also I did meet his dad this morning so that's kind of cool did you really yeah, he's he was uh staying at our hotel.
0: Nice. That's yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah, that, that uh, he was he was super cool. I got a picture with him. But it's like thank you. Thank you for producing one of the greatest <laughs> chargers of all time already, man. Like it's crazy. Like he's he's gonna go down as a goat. I love Phil and I love Dan Thouts, but there's no way that he's not the only uh charger atop all the, the quarterback records at, at the end of his time but
1: oh no that's dude, cool man that, that's awesome he's absolutely insane dude like and it's literally it's a weekly basis now where i see you know social media is just absolutely drooling over a throw or two that he has literally week in week out like he has
0: won a game he's got won a game where more than, more know, than dan one dan orlovsky or someone's gonna just break down um brian baldinger and it's just like they it's it's awesome to watch when those guys who have played in the league, and they know ball. Like, they know all the little things that go, I mean, into it that fans probably can't comprehend or think about, and they're speechless. They're like, I, I look at this ball. Like, it's amazing. Like, I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fucking ball, insane. Dude. Especially when you go back and watch it in slow motion and rewind it. It's like, how did he fit that fucking ball in that little tiny space? I don't know, man, but he gets it done, dude. Like, he's just... He's insane, man. I just, I love that guy. So yeah, hopefully he's, you know, he's good going forward. Um, you know, it's nice that they have the kind of a mini buy. Is kind of how Daniel Popper phrased it, going into the Jags game next weekend. Um, I'm assuming he probably won't even Justin won't won't be out on the f- practice field until maybe like Wednesday or Thursday of next week. Yeah, just getting rest and getting treatment and uh, trying to get trying to get better for for Jacksonville
1: yeah no, know 100% dude um man I just love his balls dude I know you already mentioned that but dude <laughs> I just and love to shout balls. out shout out his dad's balls as well or else Justin wouldn't even be <laughs> so but hey yes. let's, let's uh get into uh I know we got some players of the game
0: um you want to talk about those yeah yeah the I mean and, and these aren't going to be you know I think we can get kind of funny cute some weeks with, uh, you know, having some, you know, not so popular picks. But these picks are just I mean, we're probably gonna have the same ones, And that's OK, because that's how obvious it was. You know, these guys were just, without these guys, like uh, we don't we don't stand a chance. So uh, number one, I got Justin motherfucking Herbert, <laughs> Justin motherfucking Herbert. Three hundred and thirty yards, three touchdowns. He's now leading the league in passing yards. I know it's only week two, but hey, anytime a bolt is leading the league in passing yards, like that doesn't happen very often. So yeah, that's dude. awesome. And yeah, I played yeah, man, by by a mile last night, let's be honest. A yeah. mile, bro. That talk about another frustrating aspect of the game is their offense didn't and couldn't do shit. They were 0- oh for three in the red zone. And, you know, I think they got like did they get both touchdowns off a of turnover? I believe. uh well,
1: yeah. Like oh, a turnover set him up.
0: We only turned it over once. Oh yeah, you're right. So one of them was well. Shit no. Okay, that yeah you're right. That wouldn't make sense then. Well, but anyways, they, uh, they
1: scored on the drive that was the Asante Samuel overturn call. So that obviously hurt. Yes. And then they scored. It was like a couple of plays later too. They scored on another drive um when when they had that uh that weird ass penalty that was called defensive when the offensive guy clearly pushed off yeah mvs uh, that that one was all over twitter as well i didn't get that call yep. however but yeah so they scored on that one and then they scored yeah so basically both of their touchdown drives that they you know offensively actually scored on were we had picks
0: so shouldn't have should never have fucking happened yeah no exactly so yeah. I mean, just going back to Herbert, like we could spend a whole episode just talking about Herbert. I know we could. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he's a player of the game, especially like you said, he's got that dog in him. Fourth quarter, he's always going to come, come through for you. So without him, it's not even close. So I got Herbert. Next player, I have Rashawn Slater, man. He just had a hell of a game against, you know, the Chiefs defensive pass rush and kind of saw a little bit of everyone on that defensive line really you know he he had some reps against Chris Jones um I believe he had some really good reps against George Karloftis um so just I watched Brian Baldinger's breakdown of of Rashawn's tape last night and that dude is just like he's like Rashawn is so good that you never hear his name said or or talked about during the game you know Maybe they, they might bring him up like once, but that, that that's how good he is. Like he just he's a stone wall. Like there's nothing to talk about because nothing is happening on that side of the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I thought he had a hell of a game. Yeah, and I, uh, I think
1: those are two guys, Herbert and Slater, that we could probably put in this segment every single week. So, but again, obviously, right. we're not in that game last night without those two. Obviously.
0: Yeah, and then my last guy, another obvious one, Mike Williams, man. Chief Killer, he just—I don't know if if he just loves playing the Chiefs more than anyone else, but it just seems like anytime we play the Chiefs, he goes off. And I, you know, I had a buddy texting me last night before kickoff, and you know, he's got Mike Williams on his on his fantasy team. He goes, "Should I start Williams?" And I'm like, "No brainer, yes, without a doubt. Like, no Keenan Allen. We're playing Kansas City. Like, yes, easy." And he texted me, I think, like, sometime in the third quarter, and it was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: no kidding. Like, dude. Thank you.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, he's also on my fantasy team, so I, I was pretty happy about that as well. But, yeah, Mike Will against the Chiefs is a cheat code, man. It's I don't know if you've seen that uh, The Family Guy segment where it's, uh, like, corner three, and it's, like, the video game, and it's, like, a glitch in the – I don't know. But – some of you guys might no, know. No, I not Okay, <laughs> but it's 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 a glitch, dude. Like he's just, if Mike Williams played the Chiefs every single game, he would probably win MVP every single year. Like he's just, <laughs> he just kills the Chiefs. Randy Moss numbers, bro. He pretty much does put up Randy Moss numbers, and that that touchdown catch. You already mentioned it, but that touchdown catch was insane, dude.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even get to appreciate how good it was until like I got home and like watched the highlights because. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, a little juiced up yesterday. I was might so have bad. been, uh, I might have been talking shit with some of these uh, girls that were sitting next to us. But either way, I mean, I don't know if it, like one thing. I, how do you feel about Arrowheads like video boards? Because I think they fucking suck. Yeah,
1: I don't like them. They're yeah, I I like hardly ever even watch them. Honestly, I'm not
0: a huge fan of them. Yeah, one, they're just kind of like in awkward places. Like you have to kind of. I mean, if you're in the end zone, you have to look all the way across the stadium mm-hmm. to see that one. Or if you're like, you know, on the on the sidelines, you're kind of just like you either look left and look right, and it's still a decent ways away. Um, and there's only two of them, so those are kind of your, your only options. So I didn't really get to appreciate how great Mike Williams' touchdown catch was until I got home, or you know, I got on social media and, and saw clips of it, and I was just like, holy fuck, dude, that one perfectly placed ball to perfect catch.
1: Yeah. Mike, nothing. Williams, I mean, yeah. Fun stat. Mike Williams is now the, um, all time leader in touchdowns, uh, by a visiting player at Arrowhead. So, uh, he's got seven. No way, uh, dude. That's he's insane. Got, he's got seven touchdowns at Arrowhead, dude. And, the Daniel Tomlinson's next with six along with Antonio Gates, Marvin Harrison, Eric Decker. So that's kind of a cool stat, but yeah, dude, uh, I don't know, man. Like Mike Williams has got to scare the shit out of Chiefs fans. Cause like when they see AD1 yeah. come on the field, they just gotta like shit their pants. Like I don't blame him either. Yeah. Like he just balls out. So
0: those are your It's kinda four- how we feel about like you know, well, when he was there, like Tyreek Hill. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I feel like he's yeah,
0: always been a thorn in our side or was in our side for a long time. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. So but those are your those are your three um I'm gonna yep, go.
0: Those are my three
1: players of the game. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, obviously, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert are on there for me as well. Uh, Slater, obviously, yep. will be as well. Um, I'm gonna go Derwin James. Uh, that body slam on Travis Kelsey, mm. is like, wicked. Yeah. I, yep. Um, he's just a baller, dude. He just does so much for us. I mean, words. Derwin James is basically just our Justin Herbert of defense. If you think about it, like he's. Yeah. He's the leader of that defense, um, and we're not in any. So, in we're not in any games without Derwin James. He just, he's just a baller, dude. He led. I think he had nine tackles last night, one tackle for loss, and one sick ass body slam. So, I'll, I'll throw Derwin James in there. Um,
0: if there's anyone else, that shit was like, that was like, what's the rocks finisher? God, I can't think of the name of it. I can't either. Our WWE fans that listen are gonna be like, you get you fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh um, no drama though? Anyways, though, like that—that's kind of what it looked like, bro. <laughs> it looked like a, a finisher by the Rock, and I was like, to do that to Kelsey, guy that weighs two sixty, a uh, big dude, uh, and, and like Kelsey was gaining steam. Like I think anyone else, he's gonna initiate enough contact where he might like break the plane and get in. You know, Derwin just stonewalled him. Just, just. I mean, obviously picked him up and slammed him, but like, if you go back and look at it, like when when they make contact, like Kelsey just goes back. He just gets like like stopped immediately, and and Derwin doesn't budge at all. Like he, goddamn, dude, he's he's such a freak of nature.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so yeah, Derwin. Honestly, I'm just gonna keep it there. Derwin, I'll go Derwin Herbert, um, yeah. and Mike Williams. So. I'll yeah. do that for yeah, my no, top three. I can't really. Nobody else is coming to mind right now. Uh, not that anybody plays I mean, necessarily shitty. Other, I
0: think honorable mentions. I think you could make make some cases for Sante Samuel. Um, you could make a case for Gerald Everett, even with you know that pick six play. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely some guys that 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 could could and should be. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I thought mentions about, about Sante, but he did drop
1: two picks. But he, I mean, he was in the right place at the right time. Just didn't make the play. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot of play. There's a lot of players. There. I wouldn't say nobody. Nobody necessarily played bad last night. Like there was nobody that noticeably stuck out and was like, "Damn, you fucking suck." Maybe Austin Eckler, but
0: uh, I mean, a lot 99 of 99 had some pretty really bad fucking pass rush sets. 99. But that's all I'll say. Did you say 99. Yeah yeah well yeah he sucks every week though i'm, I'm talking about people that are usually but you know, i mean like I, I'll, I'll have to go back and tagging one on twitter i was just like dude at what point is this coaching staff gonna stop fucking kidding themselves and be like this guy just is not that like we're we're, we're taking opportunities away from other guys that have already proven themselves to be more productive than number 99 like cutting Braden Fejko and keeping on the practice squad like that shit is fucking it pisses me off when you when you have 99 out there just looking the way he does like what what are we doing like are we not trying to put the best roster out there it does make Um, me it does make me happy I see Popper when Popper drops
1: his snap counts and you know he's towards the bottom of defense I think he only played like 12 snaps yesterday um
0: which is like 12 more than he should get like,
1: well, what, yeah, like no 100% but at least he's not getting full-time reps like he has been in right the past.
0: no yeah I mean that that is true I mean I, I just there were a couple of his past rest sets I'm like that I probably could have fucking generated more pressure than that he just gets like bounced back he yeah. just gets bounced back like actually the rep I think that ended up being the long touchdown pass over JC I think that was the rep or at least one of the reps that I saw where it's like I would have to go if him. it's anyone other than Tillery, like it's probably enough pressure, where like Mahomes doesn't doesn't step up in the pocket and get loose and and throw that bomb, like I don't know, man. I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it at this point.
1: Yeah, man. I get it. I understand your frustrations. I, I'm I'm with you on this 100. percent I'm over it as well. Um, but yeah, was there any was there any massive? I guess we could just kind of swing into the next thing other than. I mean, there's one elephant in the room for this question, but like, what would you say was your game game breaking play, or what was your turn of events that yeah. really kind of sealed sealed the deal? I mean, there's one obviously main one that's sold sold the deal, but like anything yeah. before anything else.
0: Uh, I yeah, I think I think there's two big ones. I think the big one everyone knows about is the 99 yard pick six, um, but I think the one I think the other argument you could make was the overturned interception. Like, the play itself didn't have any ramifications other than, like, it's still Chiefs ball. Like, come on, defense. Like, let's go step up. But from a momentum standpoint, just being in the stadium, like, that's when the stadium kind of woke up again for the first time since, like, the first half. And that, to me, like, was just – enough juice back in the battery for it for the Chiefs where because then they go like you said they go a couple a couple plays later they go down and score you know <laughs> like they scored on on both drives that should have and yeah that could have and should have ended in uh, interception and that, that that to me I think I'll try not to be the the obvious elephant in the room like you said you know the 99 yard pick six I mean that it's that one is valid and it you know it's obviously uh, the one that ended up hurting the most, but yeah, man, for me, it was just that that overturned pick. Like, I just did not have good feelings after that. Um, and unfortunately, it's it, it only got worse.
1: Yeah, that's that's you took words right out of my mouth. That's the other one I was gonna say. Um, it was just kind of one of those plays where once it got overturned and they got the ball back, like kind of deep inside, you're like, well, fuck, we know we know how this goes. Like, they're gonna drive down the field, they're gonna score crowd's gonna get back in this thing and it's not gonna end up well for us and that's pretty much exactly what happened. You know, I, I don't want to say obviously we're not the same old Chargers. I wouldn't go as far to say that, but it did feel very Charger esque how last night's game played out.
0: Yes, very Charger esque feeling to it. Um but you know like I don't know. I I, I I I still think they're headed in the right direction. I just would love to see them I think these next two games, honestly, against you know teams that are far less of a threat and you know less talented than than us, like how the offense comes back out and looks these next two games is really gonna tell us even more about the offense going forward. Like no reason you shouldn't like find a rhythm, put up twenty five, thirty points in both of these games, and look the part while you're doing it, you know. Uh, efficiency you know a good run game you know offensive line looks good you know Herbert dicing them up like if if we don't see that at least for one of these next two games like then I'll kind of be even more concerned about this offense moving forward I mean it's kind of funny to say concerned when Justin Herbert is your quarterback but you know like it's just I don't know. Do I trust our offense in a big game consistently? I don't know. Like, like last night, you know, they, they show it in flashes, they showed in certain drives and then it just seems to, I don't know. They just can't even get off the starting line, you know, on on certain other drives. So I don't know, man, it's, it's just way too inconsistent for me. And that's one thing I'm hoping to kind of see and and pay attention to these next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I just want to state one last stat for you guys just to put us even deeper. Turnover-worthy plays last night. Mahomes had four. Herbert had one. Um, and then Herbert's was a 99-yard pick six, and Mahomes ended up in zero picks for us. Uh, quick Another quick yeah. shout-out to – I just saw this tweet uh, come up. Another quick shout-out to Bryce Callahan in his first two games. Uh, 65 coverage snaps, three catches allowed for 21 yards, one pick, and his 6.3 pass rating allowed. He's been absolutely – insane to start his charger campaign but yeah dude let's let's i'm not even gonna think about last night you know we got 10 days off uh we got some dudes that are a little bit banged up we're gonna get back healthy and then we're gonna go into places like we got jacksonville and houston like these 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 should be games that we should come away with Mm -hmm. easily yeah
0: and i'm going to the houston game so i'm i'm fucking pumped for that and uh I swear, I'm on a, a three-game losing streak dating back to 2019. So I'm due, man. At some point, I'm due to go uh, enjoy a tailgate, have a great time, and then cap it off with a Chargers win. So um, I really had a good time yesterday at the game. It was a lot of fun. And I will say, you know, Chiefs fans, pretty good hospitality. Pretty good hospitality for, for being a division rival. Um you know, I, I was I was impressed. There's there's one moment with a, a girl that was sitting next to me in, in, the, in the stadium that uh, I kind of had to talk some shit. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I yeah, just it, it was it was a great time, man. I, I felt welcomed, and um, Arrowhead is one of the best stadium atmospheres in the world. Like it just is. If you haven't been to a game there, uh, go to one. Like find a way to get there. You know, they play there once a year. It's it – is, it is a fun atmosphere to be in. and um, You yeah, know, hopefully in Houston when I go in a couple weeks, they can, they can uh, just beat the shit out of the Texans by, like, the third quarter so I can just get shitty and, and enjoy the dub.
1: Yeah, for sure, dude. Arrowhead's, Arrowhead did not disappoint. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I haven't really got much else. Um, you got anything else? Yeah, that's fun? totally fine. I had to
0: go to the bathroom here really bad, so <laughs> – unless you have anything else uh, I am more than happy to to wrap it up but um yeah man post game edition of the Chargers Chiefs chargers Powder hour podcast um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Patter hour pod la and yeah that's all I got bolt up we'll, we'll see you next week